You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike Hearn here, your host, up in Guthrie, America today. The greatest town in, in, in Oklahoma, definitely in America, has Come to be, on. doesn't it? Come on. It does. Uh, my guest today, I guess after basically just being around you for 30 minutes and seeing people walk by you and know you and cars stop, you are probably <laughs> missed, you're, you're probably Mr. Guthrie, right? Do people call you Mr. Guthrie? People do, but I think we have a lot of Mr. Guthrie. Yeah, definitely. Mr. and Mrs. Guthrie, people who just love the town. And uh, we just have this way of making sure that we're interacting with yeah. one another. Uh, I, but I do tell people, because people think that you know everybody in small town. I'm like, there's 12,000 people here. Yeah. I don't know everybody. Right. But the people who are active in the community in a sense of, um, I, I know. Bringing people here. Yeah. 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 Well, welcome to the podcast. Uh, everybody, I'm going to introduce Mr. Hedy Coleman. Uh, community builder is in the Instagram profile. Tell me about that. Yeah, so uh, you, I didn't have that there originally, but somebody said, you know, you should have Community Builder okay. in your uh, Instagram profile uh, because one of the things that, so I go out and speak, and so somebody mm-hmm. invites me out to speak is typically around community. For example, people stopping, me knowing the kids. Yeah. That's just my thing. Got through America. When I started it, it was just all about how do we connect people uh, so we can have this sense of community mm-hmm. because I believe that community wins when we all come together and we we're working together that's when we get the best the wins in in life and so i started just kind of looking at that more and more and i was like you know what i i'm I'm cool with saying i'm a community builder and and i think it just makes it easier for people to find me when they're looking for that particular topic or whatever yeah so where did let's go back a little bit so how how do you get to here how do you get to guthrie how do you get to oklahoma Yep, so I'm from Guthrie. Okay. Uh, born in Oklahoma City, though, and then shipped directly to Guthrie. Yeah. And uh, have been in Guthrie through my high school, graduated, then left for a little while. And I, I probably about 12 years ago, my mm-hmm. wife, who is also from Guthrie, we both moved back here uh, because we wanted to be in a smaller uh, town. Mm-hmm. And we said, why not come back home? And so that's how we ended up. Back home, should I say? I've always been from Guthrie. Yeah. My my mother graduated from here. My uh, mom went to Langston University. Graduated from there. That's where my mom and dad met. Uh-huh. Was at Langston, which is just a few yeah, minutes just from on here. The street. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, so yeah, man. That's we. I'm a Blue Jay. Yeah. Through and through, you cut me open. I get little Blue Jays just fly out of me. So yeah. This and is my place. Dossie, growing up here, uh, your big family. So I'm the only child by my mom. Okay. I have uh, two brothers. I have a brother and sister, half brother and sister, but my brother and sister, we don't say half brother and sister. And then my mom's family are from here. And so, but my mom, going back to big, small family, my mom has 12 siblings. Wow. So, and I'm the oldest grandchild, so I'm almost like the 14th brother. Got you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my my father-in-law is one of 10. So I don't know how you feel on that one. uh, Yeah, like we just had Christmas, and so we... We get a room down, uh, one of the big 
uh, conference rooms down at the Embassy Suites in Norman because yeah. this year it was kind of low on number. We had about 60 people. So. <laughs> <laughs> I guess Thanksgiving yeah. as well as chaos too, right? Well, okay, uh, Thanksgiving, we kind of all do our own. Oh, that's okay. So you go with your in-laws and enough. things like yeah, that. Yeah. So uh, we just do it at my house yeah. here in Guthrie uh, as far as Thanksgiving. So did you go to Langston as well? I spent some time in Langston. I went to Langston for about a year and then I ended up leaving because I did AmeriCorps. Okay. And so AmeriCorps is like, have you heard of Peace Corps? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Peace Corps, you go somewhere in the world and you yeah. serve in that, that wherever. AmeriCorps is where you focus on something here in America. Okay. And so my focus was literacy, and I helped adults who were functionally illiterate learn how to read. Right. And so when you, when you do that, you have to leave college. So when you serve your year in AmeriCorps, okay. you have to leave college. And so I left, and then I never went back to Langston. I finished. Got my associates from uh, Oklahoma City Community College, and uh-huh. just kind of. So is that was there. that kind of like the catalyst to like fueling your love for just community building and serving, or was that something that just kind of? You know, I think the thing that fueled me as far as just wanting to touch people and connect people was probably my my faith. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and when I became a, a, a believer it was just something where I was like man I just want to connect all people not even so much about preaching or doing any of that but just loving on people yeah. and getting people to, uh, to come together because again I just think that when we're working together we have a better chance for everybody to have the great the yeah. best success so so when was that when when did you accept when was that time of like faith in your life and kind of really diving into that yeah so my grandfather was a pastor Mm -hmm. so all of my life i've been around i was probably seven when i accepted jesus christ as my lord and savior then it wasn't probably until about 22 23 that i was like you know if if i'm gonna do this i need to really get serious about like what does this really look like and that's when i just really started uh growing in my faith jumping in god's word and being consistent in doing that and from that just I mean, I think the greatest, the, I don't think the greatest commandment is to love people. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I just started really working hard at how do I love people? And so yeah. it's been great. And naturally kind of took to speaking and, and stuff like that and just being around. Cause it's not, like I said, it's not something that, and that's how we met, right? Yeah. I did my first kind of speak, uh, talk at creative mornings and yeah. was shaking a lot and was really, you did a great and job. And I appreciate that. <laughs> I, it's like, uh, you know, and, and, and it helped cause I wasn't, I was talking about my life, right? Yes. Story. That definitely yes. helps rather than yes. talking about a topic. Um, you know, but like, I, people who are very good at talking just seem very natural at it. But if sometimes you ask them, like I have a friend who's really good at it. He's a pastor too. He's like, I've worked really hard for this. Uh-huh. Um, but you have a lot of people and I sense that you are just naturally good at it. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. If, if you would say that I'm good, I'm one of those people who are like, I don't know if I'm good right. at it, you know? And so I don't work as hard as it as most people. Yeah. So I think some of it's just charisma. Uh-huh. Like I just have this yeah. way with uh, people and I just have a, per- a kind of a big personality, so to speak. Yeah. So I think that helps to where it's like, I don't have to be the best speaker because I'm just going to have a, I'm gonna have a big smile. I'm going to talk to everybody in the room. Yeah. So now people gravitate to you when you're on stage. And so, um, so for example, when I introduced you at Creative mm-hmm. Morning, like I'm greeting people. So everybody yeah. that came through the door, I'm touching, right? So when I go to the mic, people are like, oh, that's the guy who I've seen me. them. Yeah, 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 yeah. They love me. So that's kind of my, my take on it. But the reason I ended up getting into public speaking for the most part was because I hosted an event called We Tell Stories in Oklahoma City. Okay. Where Camps 1910 is. 
okay. on, on 10th Street. Uh-huh. There used to be Java Dave's. And I, and I hosted that event for maybe 10 years or so, off and on, 10 to 15 years. And from that, we were building community again, bringing people together, connecting mm-hmm. people. And people just saw me in that because I would MC, <coughs> I emceed it for, for the longest. And so people saw me in front of people, <coughs> saw yeah. that, you know, I did well with a, a crowd. And so people then started kind of inviting me from yeah. there. Mm-hmm. When was that? What year was that? Oh, my goodness. I started that 2000. So you've been in this for almost yes. probably 20 years. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of fun. Yeah, that's it's, it's because been a lot you of fun. seem like like I said people who know you or people are going to see your name. They're like, they just like, resonates smiling and happiness. Yeah, and just a bubbly personality. Yeah, right? yeah. So you've basically been making people happy for the last twenty years. <laughs> that's all that's, I see. That's, that's the goal. Yeah, you know, like my, I always tell people, my dream job is just to go greet at events. Yeah, and uh, just just uh, create an atmosphere before people get in. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Uh, so how event. how do you turn what you do then into like you know greeting people at events is great, right? But you've also got to pay the bills. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm sure having a wife and family yeah. and everything else, and you know, you're like, I, I love, like, I love playing golf. I wish I could play golf every day. Yes, but I wouldn't make any money uh-huh. at it, you know. So, yeah. how how did you go about, you know, deciding that this is what I want to do, and you know, not work? I guess your average day job and office job. Yeah, I think there's always. So my father's an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Much better than I will never be as as good as entrepreneur in the sense of like generating the income to make it happen every yeah. month because every month you got to find a way to pay your bills uh he he does it like nobody's business yeah. but being around that uh seeing that and understanding that if i'm going to be able to go greet and, and do those things i'm going to have to figure out how i can make my yeah grow my own income or have someone hire me and be like we just love what you do we're going to give you a flexible schedule mm-hmm. And go, kind of go from there. But public speaking does, you know, when people invite me out to speak, that's something where, like, next week I'll fly to Arizona, I'll go speak at ODOT, and then, you know, the next three weeks or whatever, I may not yeah. go speak anywhere again. So during that time, I'm a Passover church, so I serve the church in that way. Um, but I just knew that I just probably could never work a regular 8 to 5. Right. Like, it just... They, I don't think they'd enjoy you being there. Yeah. Right? Because you're like, you're so happy every day. It's Monday. It's 8 o'clock. We just come back from Christmas break. Like, exactly. I don't want to see anyone right now. And you bounce in, you know, bubbly personality. Hey, what's up? You know? Like, yeah. leave me alone. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So, uh, but I mean, if I had to, I would. Yeah. You know, and I, yeah. would, I would make the best. And I have, you know, yeah. had 8 to 5. What, like uh, what was it like when you first got that, like, paid speaking gig? Uh, some of it is like, really, they're going to pay me to come talk. <laughs> <laughs> you actually want to pay me. Okay. All right. That's fine. Yeah, you're flying me around the country. But what I, what I began to learn was like, not everybody can do it. Right. And, uh, people need people to come into their lives for that moment to either instruct them on something to motivate them, yeah. uh, to generate ideas, uh, to for guidance, coaching. So uh, you begin to realize, and then I create my own content. So I have go in, and around that I have my own content. I have a workbook. I have all this, and then I also partner with organizations like Paradigm Shift, and I go speak on their behalf. Okay, utilizing their content and things like that. And so, yeah. but yeah, the the the, the first times like, and then as it increased, I'm like, this is just crazy. And I have friends who get paid way more. It's just it's insane what yeah. people will pay you, and I don't push that. 
uh, probably like I should as far right. as getting out there and speaking. I just kind of let it come to me. Yeah. But then, like I said, when you do it that way, it's just more it's more natural and it's less of a job when it comes to you mm-hmm. rather than you mm-hmm. saying, you know, mm-hmm. like having other income streams. If this was your only income stream, yeah. you know, you, you probably end up. A lot of speakers just say the same thing over and over yes. again, don't they? They have yeah. their one, two, two or three talks for the year, and yeah. that's it. Um, same with other artists and stuff too. Yeah. Like it's, I think it's definitely just you, you get a lot more of you mm-hmm. by doing it the way that you do mm-hmm. it. But it's definitely a nice asset to have. It's something I want to do. I want yeah. to build on it for sure. No, yeah, yeah, you should. Yeah. And I think it's, the more you, you have a great story. So figuring out how do you build that story around being able to add value to people, right? Is, is the win. For example, Creative Mornings, you were adding value as you were sharing your story. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's that's the key. Yeah, it was. Uh, it went by really fast. Uh, and I watched it back and I'm like, I, I, and there's always things you wish you, oh, you, you, wish you wanted or, to say. And I'm, but, you know, anyway. I didn't say or yeah. I said mm, too many times. Or and you always, inter- in, inter- whatever it is, you always interpret it the different to how everyone else is right because you know exactly what you're trying to say yeah but no i have uh, i'm excited i have two this month um that i'm really looking forward to doing short smaller ones for like um rotary clubs so that's gonna be fun but i'm just trying to get in actually get my foot in the door yeah and get comfortable doing yeah. it and then figure out the way that's not just telling my story right like you said yeah. you've got to figure out a way to add value yeah um is that where like the motivational side for you comes in then did it just was it natural to, to have the faith and the motivation and just kind of it all seems to come together well, i wouldn't say that i mean i think no. there's a lot of people in faith that aren't going to get up and motivate people. okay you know what i'm saying yeah yeah uh, i i think for me i'm a natural encourager okay like that's my thing. Like I try to write a thousand handwritten notes yeah. a year. Like so, I just, yeah. I, it's, it's my thing. I want to greet people. Like I have a website where people sign up and have me come and greet. Yeah. And so, uh, so that's just kind of naturally who I am. Like okay. my wife's not gonna go do that. Even people who speak are not just gonna be quiet. on the door. Yeah. And saying hello. Yeah. But with go win, I think that's more so. That's more than motivation because now I'm talking to people. Like, how do you just define your win what is that win you want for your mm-hmm. life and then we talk about how do you how discovering your goal and that is kind of what are the right things you need to be consistent in to achieve that okay and then i talk about the goal and approach which are hey here are five things that i feel like everybody should be consistent in, in doing regardless of whatever that thing is that you want to achieve in life yeah so learning being around the right people planning measuring sharing your story mm-hmm. are things that i was like everybody needs to do this and this is what this needs to look like i also have a superhero list that i have people fill out okay and uh and then we talk about go win based off your superhero so i come along i may motivate but then also i have things like and it's that. not just like i'm gonna get leave this speech and then they're motivated for an hour and then the next day they wake up and they're back to normal. You yeah. Have like plans and yeah, I have plans to yes. make it valuable. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, so go win has been around for how long? So go win. I've been, oh my goodness. I don't know. So it just started out as the hashtag. Yeah. So I would just hashtag everybody go win. And people start saying, well, what is, what yeah. is go win? And so then I said, well, let me find a definition. I gotta something so out. I created yeah. a definition. So I define go win as continuing or starting those things that allow for you to achieve the wins you want for your life to live out your greatest okay. story. So I had to definitely I'll say, this is what Go Win yeah. means to me. Then it's like, well, what else? And so then I built a workshop around Go Win. So, gotcha. I, so I'll come and spend an hour with you. We can go all day and we walk through a workbook that kind of helps people essentially put their 
I, I say your story on paper, like the yeah. story that you want to live out. Let's put that on paper because oftentimes we have it in our head, but we don't have it on paper. Right. And it says somewhere, I don't know if it's true or not, but you, you're more likely to achieve something if you write it down. Uh-huh. And so I just kind of, as, as, as people begin to ask me about go win, I just kind of started putting right. together like, oh, let me see. And I think it was in me. I just had never had anybody ask. And the next thing is probably a book. Okay. So I've been talking about writing a book. So. Yeah. I'm amazed you haven't done that yet. Yeah, no, I have not. That's what most people say that. Yeah, so, and, but I mean, it's not. There's e- no lack of content here. I know, know, but it's the ability to 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 focus and sit down. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'd be much better doing a, doing an audio book, right? Just be like, oh, yeah. you know, give me a yeah. topic. Okay, I'll, this chapter's about this. Let's, yes, let's talk about. Yeah, yeah, and I've th- and I've and I've thought about that getting with somebody to and just to do doing that. it like the mm-hmm. doing it the audio book yeah. first and then yeah. Yeah. Or they, they they will write it for you. Like I will just talk them. Like yeah. they'll sit down and almost interview me. Yeah, yeah. Then yeah. they'll they'll write it out for yeah, me. I so think. so I've thought about doing that as well. So so we'll see. I also want to do some, maybe something around community building, mm-hmm. like writing a book around that, which would still derive from Go Win, because right. the way that I approach life is now based on this whole idea of Go Win. And so what are the right things to be consistent in to build a community? Okay. Then what kind of community? And I and I really started using city, like making sure that people understand, like. So if, if I live in Guthrie, we we naturally say this is the community I live in. Yeah. But really, I start looking. I'm like, there's all sorts of communities within the city. Yeah. So I'm for my city. I'm for Guthrie, Guthrie America, and all that. But then I like this this idea of building your community. Yeah. You know. And, right. But there's still the bigger community maybe of Guthrie. So. No, but I, I t- totally understand what you mm-hmm. mean because, like you said, there's and it's bringing those smaller communities together. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and even if that community starts out as you and your wife and your, yes. your family or friends, like yeah. it just grows. Yeah, it? you know, and that's that's something that uh, that's really cool. Yeah, I'm sure you've met a lot of people and have some amazing stories from from that. Like this is such a cool town. And, yeah, you know, there's so much history here, and I think it's. People who live in Guthrie aren't just like, oh, we just live here just because we live here. They live here because they like to live here. There's yes. a reason they want to be yeah. up here, and they don't. They want you know. They don't yeah. mind commuting to wherever they go to work. Yeah, if they don't work here. Yeah. So. Yeah, and we get more and more of that every year. You know, of yeah. course, of course, people kind of, and it's not like we're a fast-growing community, city, town, but uh, we're growing every year. And yeah. More people are finding us, and like, I just like the small town feel. I like the houses. I like. There's some walkability if you live in the right yeah. place. Like I can walk to the grocery store, to my favorite coffee shops, to my office, all that. And that's the reason I, yeah, I, one of the reasons I, I enjoy living here is because I can walk everywhere. What What's like when when you bring people here? What I guess what do you get? I mean, I saw one of your goals this year to bring 25 people to, to mm-hmm. Guthrie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm sure you'll get there. Yes, within. I, I think six I got months. you one. So we're 24 you- now. <laughs> uh, hopefully by the time this goes out, you'll have a few more. But what, um, you know, what, what, how do you feel when you bring people to Guthrie? Oh, man, I feel great. Yeah. Like, there's nothing like getting somebody to take a picture in front of the Guthrie America tees mm-hmm. like you just did and just sharing that. Yeah. Uh, just if it's coming here and leaving, like, I still brought somebody into my town. And hopefully uh, they come back, yeah. you know, and maybe grab coffee at the local coffee shop or go to dinner or something like mm-hmm. that. Because uh, typically people email me like, hey, man, is there a great place? I love, I enjoy driving. To-. Some people just driving into Guthrie, especially if they've never done it. It's like, that wasn't a bad drive. Yeah. And it kind of gave me this this opportunity to relax. And then I like the town. Like, I yeah. like coming into the town. And so 
so once that happens, then people will tell you, hey, is there a good place? I'm, I'm, I want to bring my wife down for dinner. Right. Or I want to get a weekend away. And so uh, those kind of things lead to that. Because for, for us as a, as a city, it's important that we get people to come here and spend yeah. dollars and things like that. If we want roads, we want our, empl- uh, our city employees to stay around, be able to give them raises. So all those things go back to uh, the hashtag Choose Guthrie. Yeah. It's like not only do we need to choose Guthrie who live here, but we want other people to choose Guthrie periodically right. so we can thrive as a community. Yeah, it's uh, I had um, I interviewed the guys at Dominion House last year. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, what they've done there is it's uh-huh. phenomenal how it yeah. is. Yeah, and now Trey and Julie. Yeah, Trey, you're right. Yeah, and having I sat down, had dinner with them, and and just kind of we chatted and had a tour of the place, and it's and um, it. A lot of people don't even know today. No, it's know? unbelievable. And it's, it's beautiful. Incredible. It's yes. Really, yeah. And the restaurant is, you know, I don't mm-hmm. you probably went to Bristol. Uh, yeah. and so yeah. No, it's 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 great. And we have, we have a few, like we're not Oklahoma City. Right. You know, we don't have gyms everywhere, but we have a few mm-hmm. that people enjoy. Yeah, it's uh you're it is a gem. For sure, because yeah. you, you you pull up and you think, hang on a second, this is this is not right, and you you know you walk in and and you just see those grand staircase yeah. and the dinner, and you're like, am I? And it's like, what am I doing yeah. here? You know. Yeah. Um, and then you know you can come up and stay in bedrooms, and it's uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah. it's a treasure for sure. What um, what else? What I mean, I, I was kind of looking through the Instagram and I see that you have recently. Uh, you're involved in hope is the culture. Tell me about that. Because yeah. I know a lot of the guys are in that. Yeah. And I, I think those guys uh, are just looking for an opportunity to make a difference in their city. Okay. You know, and so they really want to bring this uh, idea of creating hope, like letting that be a part of the culture. And um, so, yeah, and they, they just kind of invited me to be a part of that on their kind of their launch day of kicking that off. And so just a bunch of great guys who've been doing great work for years in Oklahoma City. Yeah. So... It's just cool, and I was honored to be able to come out there and greet and kind of just hang out and be around that event. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it looks um, – because obviously you have um, – you know, Scott was there, Williams, right? And then yeah. Les was there, and I hope yeah. I get to sit down with both of those this year. Um, and then Vernon from Group Flight. Yeah. Um, and I'm probably missing some as well. There's a lot Oh, yeah. Cadence was there, uh, David Skidmore, uh, West Lane, uh, Todd from uh, EOTA uh-huh. Coffee – there's a lot of people who are doing some really cool yeah. stuff. I'm Oklahoma sure it's City. amazing to see this stuff come up. Been you know you've been doing this for so long, and now to just see others take to it and others yeah. do it like it's uh-huh. you know I it's kind of like it's infectious and it? seeing people do this stuff. Well, that, you know, and I think it goes back. So we tell stories right. was an event that we did for a number of years, and it's just amazing to see from that event the relationships that are now today that they probably would say it's because of we tell stories that okay. I'm now friends Les is friends with Vernon and Sean Johnson is friends Scott Williams and I know each other because of we tell stories yeah. I know all of those guys it was essentially was probably because of we tell stories and one it, it created a brand awareness for me like people began to know who I was but also it began to let other people know who who each other were and they right. formed relationships and friendships and and now that I even think about it, like I'm 45 some of those guys were like early 20s <laughs> no, I, I didn't even I don't think I realized how young they were yeah. <laughs> when I was around them and, and I was young too but uh, yeah so it's 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 a cool and I think like if there's a legacy that uh, 
that I would have left, I think that's that's it. Yeah. You know, being able to connect those people. Right. Sean Johnson, I don't know if you know who Sean Johnson is. I don't think is, so. But he is a, a, an artist and his first time ever performing, one of his early first time, and I want, I want to say it may have been his first time performing with a band was that We Tell Stories. And now he's got two million streams on, That's on Spotify in 2019. And so to be able to see those kind of things and uh, are just, yeah. yeah. Vernon, when the early days of Group Fly, like coming and selling stuff at We Tell Stories, uh, Cadence, when, you know, there's just so much there. But there it's was, great that you can tie it back to. Yeah. Like people that you met and the things yeah. that you were doing, and then bringing all these people together, and like I said, and now when they meet, they go off and do stuff. And yeah, you know you're doing the right thing. Yeah, well, you know you definitely want to try. Yeah, you know, and I think um, just being a person, you're like, man, I don't want to mess it up too bad. You know, you just try, <laughs> right, you just try to uh, do the best you can and live life, and um, but yeah, man, just love people. Yeah, you know, at the end of the day, it's just treating people good the best you can. You know, uh, is going to always be the win at right. least for me. You know. So you said you're 45, you've been doing this, you know, for a very long time and everyone would say that 45 is probably middle-aged. Mm-hmm. What do you see, like, how, I guess, the next kind of 20 years, what's the plan where, oh, where's man. like, yeah. you know, because it's... 45, 55, 60, I always say that when I turn 60, I want to have built enough credibility or influence that people want to fly in the Guthrie. Yeah. And just come learn. Yeah. Like we just do go in workshops here where we just helping people build city and community and lives that mm-hmm. they, they go back and they just tell the greatest story. And uh so that's 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 the goal. Okay. That's the goal is just to keep making a difference and impacting people little by little. And hopefully by 60. Because then at that time, I'll have grandchildren. That's when I'm going to need the most money. Right? <laughs> you got to spoil those grandkids. Right to. now, I'm just chilling. My kids are, you know, uh, I have one son that's uh, 21. I have a 14-year-old and a 12-year-old uh, daughter. And, and right now, it's not quite as, you know, we're, we can do just right. with our basic needs. But when I start having grandkids and they start getting married, I want to be like my yeah. dad and have the whole family come out and go to Disney World uh-huh. and do all those different kind of things. I pay for the, all the dinners when we sit down yeah. and go hang out. and uh, so. The, but I, I want to have uh, created something here or be a part of creating something here in our city that my kids want to come back. Mm-hmm. You know, small towns, it's hard for, for kids to be like, man, I want to. Stay here, like everybody's looking to to jet out of here. Yeah. So one of my big goals too is just to create something here in our in our city that uh, my kids want to stay. You so know? a lot more about legacy then. Yeah, just yeah, keep doing yeah, what you're doing, yeah, but more about yeah. legacy. I yeah. can't take money with me to heaven. Yeah, huh? you know, but, I love telling my wife that when I want to buy something. <laughs> <laughs> she I mean, hates me for that. And that's not uh, uh, not understanding the value of money. But there's nothing greater than relationships. Yeah. You know, in 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 part of when I think about legacy is kinda of how do you make the, the biggest impact on people's lives. Mm-hmm. And you can do that, you can do that with money as well. But yeah. um yeah. I'm trying to do it the poor man's way. Yeah. So smiles and hugs yeah. right? <laughs> and high fives. Yeah. Everyone knows how to definitely get a high five. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what's uh what's the kids think of everything? Uh, just, is you, so I assume that you, like you're saying, your wife's not going to go and greet people. You, are you no. the bubbly personality, and your wife's kind of more reserved and behind yeah. the scenes. Yeah, and so, yeah, so I'm pretty laid back yeah. at home. I mean, we get pretty loud and crazy. But my son Zell, my middle son, is probably the most like me. Okay. Uh, my oldest son and my youngest daughter are, are like 
like mom. They're yeah. pretty reserved. They're not trying to go in. But my daughter is a fabulous. Let me just show you. But my daughter is a fabulous artist. Okay. And so uh, they all have their own giftings. But this is like this is one of those gifts that you can like pull out a, a phone and yeah, yeah, yeah and show people because the, the funny thing is whenever she first started drawing, she would bring me a picture or something. And I'd be like, oh, my goodness, that's amazing. And she'd walk away. I'm like, honey, what? she trace, she traces really good. <laughs> I thought she was tracing. And so. Oh, no way. Yeah. And so. Uh, and so this is the youngest one. Yeah, she's the youngest. Wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. she's got a gift because I, I can't do that. <laughs> yeah, no, I have no I idea how to do that. I can't do that. And then my middle son, he's like. Uh, president of the student council. He, he he spoke at the conference this year, and I think he's starting to gravitate to yeah. that and, and does really good at that. So I'm really trying to help help him grow in that. And then my oldest son is just one of these deep thinkers and uh, almost like yeah. uh, psychologist kind of thing. And and so you know they all have their strengths, and and mm-hmm. and you as a parent you just want to serve them in a way that they can blossom in that. Right. And I think definitely growing up here must be so different to growing up anywhere else because especially in a city because, you know, when we're walking in where we're at the office, there's two girls outside riding around on mm-hmm. skateboards. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen that <laughs> for the 10 plus years, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. And yeah. barefoot as well, which is yeah. nuts. It's 38 degrees outside. You get two young girls skating past me. I'm like, hang on a second. This is yeah. it's such a, you know, it's a different, it's an outdoors town. It's a do get out and have fun and, yeah. and enjoy, you know, yeah. especially the community is great. But it's, how was that, like, you know, parenting the kids here, knowing that, that you can... You don't have to kick them out of the house because they're on their PlayStation all the time. Mm-hmm. It's kind of in the culture to just be outside. Well, I mean, we we still experience some of that, but uh, it's definitely a place to where you you highly encourage like just go. Yeah. Like, you can walk, just go, just you know, uh, because that's the way I grew up when I grew up here, and so that that's fun. But you you still fight technology, you know. Tech, yeah, <laughs> technology is a beast, you know. And I don't I don't I don't fight it because I I kind of embrace because that's where it's going, right? Right. Uh, and so there's no need of kind of fighting it, but I still want them to understand. Like my son got a longboard, so we went longboard and, and we do those kind of things. My daughter is a nature person, so she yeah. likes animals and goes outside and digs and dirt, you know, uh, and little by little, they they just kind of gravitate to the, their main thing yeah, at yeah, this yeah. age. Yeah. What is it like, I guess, as a parent to see... Like, you know, your son speaking at a conference mm-hmm. and just kind of doing stuff like that. And I guess, you, like I said, he's more of like the quiet reserved one, but he's still up on stage speaking. Well, he, no, he's more like me. He's the more oh, okay. bubble. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. My oldest son, though, he I think he would, so he, he would be on stage, though. But so the he middle one was up The on. middle stage, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Got you. But he was still nervous in that. Like, yeah, to yeah, be, yeah. It was like 700, 800 kids, yeah. students in there. So, uh, but that was exciting. I tell people, like, that's, for me, that was like, a parent watching their son run a touchdown. Yeah. You know, or, or dunk a basketball yeah. or so I was like I was super proud. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I can see I I definitely can see that. Yeah. Um, you know, just to like you said, you've been doing it for so long and just to see, you know, you get to be in the audience for once. Mm-hmm. And then it's also it's your child that's yeah. there, right? And you yeah. kind of had an influence on it. Yeah. You know, you've probably yeah. given them a few tips here and there. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure, like family, wives crying or whatever. Yeah. You know, like, like that's what my yeah. mum cried when she watched my video of me yeah. speaking. Yeah. I was like, "Why?" She's like, "I almost no. cried." I was like, oh. "No, we didn't cry, but it was, yeah. it was, it was exciting." You know, and for most people, think they're like, "Oh, I want to be on stage," and that may be some of the reason I don't work as as much to do it more because mm-hmm. I don't like. 
I don't have, I don't have to be on stage. I'd rather greet than be on stage. Yeah. Even though you're going to get paid way more probably doing that than greeting. Yeah. But I'd rather just greet and, and, and corral the audience and make sure the lonely people are being connected with and things like that than being on stage. Why is that? Is that something just from a young age was like you did and was normal? Or did you see other people do it? Uh, what well, just kind of the want to be corralling be, and yeah, just meet. make sure everyone's not everyone's doing well and uh-huh. like because it <clears throat> everyone I'm sure everyone feels the same way, right? Everyone wants everyone to be happy and feel welcomed, and but not many people will go up to that person who sat on their own and speak mm-hmm. to them. You know, mm-hmm. like no one does that. Mm-hmm. It's kind of everyone sees it as weird. Yeah, yeah. So it definitely takes a special type of person to do that. Yeah, no. Again, I think, and and I and I would hope all people who say that they're believe like you begin to really value every individual. Mm-hmm. And if a person's by themselves, that, that, that doesn't speak very good for um, for their own in a community or people being involved in their lives. And so I just always yeah. have been intentional about doing that. You know, one of my really good friends is Derek Sire. And, and Derek uh, first came to We Tell Story and he was sitting by himself, you know, and I just went over there and started talking to Derek. And imagine if I never would have went to talk to Derek. Derek and I wouldn't have the story that we have today yeah. if I was not that that person to, to do that. And even at We Tell Stories, that was the main thing. Like, you had to tell somebody your story. for the, Like, when I would get first get up on the thing, hey, let's take five, ten minutes, connect somebody. Yeah. It almost felt like church, but it, it wasn't church. It was just like, I think that's more important than just it's doing that on Sunday morning. without having any singing, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, um, so I, I, I just believe in that. And so I just... I've always done it. When I worked at a, Academy Sports and Outdoors, I always tell the story of I would get to work just about anywhere. I would get to work early if I can mm-hmm. and, go and, int- and go and talk to everybody. And then I would take notes about those people when I would walk away. So the yeah. next time I saw them again, I'd be like, oh, uh, tell me about uh, Sarah's soccer game. Last yeah. time we saw each other, you know, but I would get to work. And so they would start calling me a politician. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like the best salesman no, no, in the no, world. Po- yeah, a politician. Yeah. And so, and, and then the more time I was like, I guess I am politicking for G. Yeah. You know, like, it's, I, even though I don't come out and just say, hey, this is just for G. Right. But people will message me or. I'll get a note or something to ask, why do you do what you do? And yeah. so at the end of the day, that's... Have you talked about politics? Have you thought about the politics? Really? So I ran. You did? I ran for state senate okay. last year. Yeah. Two weeks before the fouling, I fouled. Yeah. And uh, I lost. Uh, Chuck Hall uh, beat me, but uh, it was a great experience. Yeah. It's a money yeah. race, isn't it? Oh, Sadly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's, definitely, it's definitely a money race. He He's much better... Uh, Suit, he would be more suited for what we would think of a, a traditional politician okay. than than I am. He he's much he's in a much better place financially to yeah. serve in that way. Uh, all those things. He ran as a, a Republican. I ran as a Democrat. We still talk. I can open my phone. Yeah, we still yeah. we still talk. And I, uh, what? How can I pray for you? Right. Uh, we grab lunch. Everyone. You know. Again, I want to set an example that would most people. It, yeah. it sometimes doesn't look like look that way. So. Would you run again? No. No? Mm. It was just time of the moment. It's the perfect timing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I think what I, one of the things I learned is you definitely, for me, the reason I wanted to do it is because as a state senator, you get this district that's uh-huh. like, I can't remember how many people were in my district, 90,000, 100,000, something crazy. I'm like, I get to serve 100,000. Yeah. And I get to be connected to all these different towns. Like, to me, that's what got me fired up versus, like, statewide coming together. Because it's hard to make decisions in those 
settings with that many different people and thoughts and and how they see things like you can i'm not i'm not discounting what they do but i just i think i learned like you know i think i can still make a a great difference just being yeah doing what i do i think it probably i get the sense you couldn't have been exactly who you wanted to be yeah yeah, yeah, if you're in that position because like you said you're a state representative and you all are that white tape that goes around yes, with all that stuff, yeah, right? Yeah. You can't just roll up and be like, hey, come on the podcast, high five. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. You're probably rolling around with like an armed guard as you're high-fiving people and bringing them and, into an and event. And like, you gotta wear a suit. I was oh, like, I see, yeah. yeah, I was like, no, man, I just wanna wear the same thing every yeah. day. When was like, the last time you wore a suit? Oh my God, I haven't worn a suit since. Yeah. Uh, and wedding, I don't know, I didn't wear day. a suit whole, I didn't wear a suit whole bu- a whole bunch then. Yeah. Uh, when I was running either. So when I would show up, he'd be in a suit. I'd be like, yeah, you know, what's going on, guys? Yeah. yeah. And so, um, but of course, if I do a wedding or something like that. Yeah. But that's that, that's true to you, though, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like if you'd have shown up in a suit, the people who really know you would have been like, hang on a second. What is he trying to do? Yeah. Here? But know? the sad thing is that's what people want. Yeah. They want you to almost not be who you are, be who they want you to be yeah. versus just like, you know, and, and again, not discounting Chuck, like, I think he's going to be, he's great for, for the role. But like people have seen me serve my city. Like, no, like I feel like if there's somebody who has served their city, I think I've done it. I've done it well. And, um, to see that I, the way that I've served and everything, if you say like, no, I don't think mm-hmm. he's for people. Like, yeah, it's just, yeah. or <laughs> and I understand the, what do you call it? The, 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 um, so, Democrat versus Republican, yeah, yeah, all yeah. that stuff. I get all. But I'm like, man, if people. So, but it was great. It yeah. was a great experience. Like, I want more people to run. I would help other people run. Yeah, yeah. I, no, and I'm sure, like, it's, and especially with with kind of the the diversity now that's in in um, you know the Capitol building with with. I had Cindy Munson on a couple of months ago, and she we were talking a lot about she's the first Asian American to be in the, in the state capitol. Yeah, yeah. And there's mm-hmm. just so much diversity in there. It's it's good to see, and I think that it's it's going the right direction. Yeah. And I'm not really a huge fan of politics. I can't yeah. vote yet because I don't, you know I have a green card, but I'm not a resident, uh-huh. so I, yeah. I just don't care for it. But politics, it could be really beautiful though. It can. I think I think if 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 we started positioning it to where it's about people and people serving. Mm-hmm. And again, I got to be careful with saying it. Like, I think that's some people's mindset. That it is. Right, but, but it's I just, just the I way just of doing it. I think that it could be really, I don't think it has yeah. to be what it is. Well, they have all the budget stuff they have to deal with, and yeah. they can't net, always do what they want to do. Yeah. Right? But yeah. Um, going back to talking about like not really wearing a suit, where do the Red Sox come from? Because that's that's your thing. Like, everyone knows you from like Red Sox, right? It's high fives. And he's going to be wearing oh, Red Sox. Uh, so I have always just liked Red Sox. Yeah. And then when I turned 45, I just made a list of things that I wanted to do or be consistent in okay. uh, for my 45th year of life. And so I just one of the things was just to wear red socks every day. But one of the I think like one of the big reasons is I knew that if I started doing that and posting it regular, people would ask me. Yeah. Like people who probably wouldn't even always talk to me now have a reason to come up to me and be like, now tell me, they may follow you on social media, but they won't talk to you and they right. feel like they know you. But now they're like, Tell me about the Red Sox. Like, what's up with the Red Sox? Yeah. And so it just gives me a right to That's, I mean, kind of interact. Everybody should probably do something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like you said, they'll follow you on social media and they they think they know everything about uh-huh. you, but then they never say a word to you. Yeah. Um, and I, to that point, I kind of gone, you know, over the holidays, I'm kind of going through people who, like, I follow who follow me. And I'm like, I haven't spoke to this person ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
unfollow, oh, yeah. get all the clutter out. So I yeah. apologize if you're listening and I've unfollowed you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come and speak to me. <laughs> Come on the podcast. Oh. No, but it's, uh, I, you know, I, just from like the short time of knowing you and me and you at Creative Mornings and, you know, when you send me that message, it's like, what do you do? I'm like, uh tell stories and play golf on yeah. Wales. Like, it's not much that I don't you know. It's, it's pretty simple, but, you know, we kind of connected pretty pretty quick, uh-huh. right? And yeah. We kind of chat and, and that intro that you gave me, it's, I haven't had an introduction like that ever, which is quite good. Um, do they have the introductions on the video? The, you don't oh, they have it. Oh, do they oh, really? Yeah, yeah, the whole video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They even have bringing the coffee in and, you know, waiting and like it's, yeah, oh, oh it's it's all on there. Right. Last who does the video just press record when everyone's side walking in and then you know just cuts it at the end. It's kind of like I do my video and podcast yeah. stuff. Like you know, like I just upload it and people get to see that. It's kind of entertaining. It like, is entertaining. I think I think sometimes we discount just the realness, like how people mm. are drawn to just real. Like sometimes we polish stuff up so yeah. much and it's like. That's not really the story. Right. Yeah, the story's behind the scenes. We walked in, we chatted, and, uh-huh. you know, we d- decided on SD cards and all. Like, to me, that's the kind of the, yeah. that's the stuff I like to see. No, I agree. Cause, and I've had times where, like, I've interviewed people and, like, their phone has gone off or they've done something and, like, and I just keep it rolling. Yeah. I'm just like, who cares? Yeah. You know, like, I'm going to be listening to it. And the pauses that you think last forever when you're interviewing someone, you, when you've heard them, they, they, yeah, they're it's gone, like, that wasn't the like, real. Uh, it's yeah. no big deal. Uh-huh. Um, but man, this has been awesome. Uh, I really appreciate you inviting me up here. Uh, I love coming up here every time. Like I need more excuses to come up here. Yeah. And I think a lot of people probably feel the same way. Uh-huh. Um, but you know, it's, uh, you're doing the right thing. You love it. You love it here. You're a great ambassador. And I'm sure the, uh, the city of Guthrie absolutely loves you as well. No doubt. After seeing people pulling over <laughs> the street to say hello to you this morning. Uh, but no, man, uh, it's been it's been a good time. Um, how can everyone reach out? How can, how can everyone follow you and get involved? Oh, man, you can go to uh, linksforheady.com and you can find everything there. Okay. Linksforheady.com. Awesome. Well, great, man. I really appreciate it. Uh, looking forward to, to hearing the reviews and, and people sharing the story and reaching out to you because... Uh, and they, if people don't want to come to Guthrie or they never find an excuse to, then find out where the next Creative Mornings is. Yeah. What is it, third Friday of the month? Third Friday of the month, typically. I say typically because sometimes I think they change it up. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Creative Mornings is a great spot to come hang out and, and be around some really cool people. Yeah, get some high fives. Get some high fives. Awesome. Come on. Great. Well, thanks for listening, guys. We'll catch you next week. Cheers. Awesome. Legit, that was good, man. That was good. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.